Homeland Security reorganizes, appearing to scrap last remnants of ill-fated disinformation governance board. After an ugly congressional hearing and months of bad press for censorship advocates, a Homeland Security advisory panel undergoes sweeping changes. The Department of Homeland Security's efforts to present a less Orwellian exterior to the public took a big step forward this week as it disbanded a key subcommittee linked to the department's ill-fated disinformation governance board, announced last year and quickly paused amid public outcry. Jen Easterly, head of the DHS's Cyber Division, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, or CISA, this week convened the agency's Influential Cybersecurity Advisory Committee, CSAC, which is made up of senior executives from organizations like Twitter, Amazon, and the Stanford Internet Observatory. The agency announced an expanded roster, adding 13 new members to CSAC, including Chief Cybersecurity Officer for General Motors Kevin Tierney and Kathy Lanier, the Chief Security Officer for the NFL. The full CSAC now contains 34 members. However, amid the additions, CISA also shuffled responsibilities, making a key change. In particular, its MDM Advisory Subcommittee for Misinformation, Disinformation, and Malinformation was scrapped. The subcommittee's leaders, including Chairperson Kate Starbird of the University of Washington's Center for an Informed Public, and Vijaya Gad, a former top Twitter executive who was fired last year when Elon Musk took over the company, were shifted to other advisory roles. A spokesman for the agency said the change appeared in an unpublicized summary of a December 6th advisory board meeting. The summary provided to Racket states Easterly decided late last year that the subcommittee had fulfilled its tasks and would stand down. But that notice appears to have only been posted on the agency website recently. The Wayback Machine captured a first image of it in late February. CISA's unique approach to website maintenance has drawn attention of late. Last week, Mike Benz of the Foundation for Freedom Online reported CISA scrubbed key sections of its webpage about its campaign against misinformation, disinformation, and malinformation. Crucially, the agency appeared to remove references to domestic threat actors as purveyors of MDM. The updated page now refers to foreign actors only and no longer makes reference to other domestic-facing programs, like an MDM planning and incident response guide for election officials. The changes come amid months of embarrassing hashtag Twitter files disclosures about formal DHS involvement in the content moderation procedures of Twitter and other platforms. Two weeks ago, Michael Schellenberger of Public and the co-author of this article told the House subcommittee about the censorship industrial complex, among other things criticizing the misinformation, disinformation, and malinformation concept. MDM was once central to CISA's mission. In fact, it appeared to be the inspiration for the infamous Governance Board, which was designed to be a centralized hub uniting various public and private anti-disinformation initiatives. As reported by Lee Fang and Ken Klippenstein of The Intercept last October, Easterly in February of 2022 texted a former CISA official, saying she was trying to get us in a place where FED can work with platforms to better understand miss, distrends so relevant agencies can try to pre-bunk, debunk as useful. It later came out that the DHS approved the creation of the Disinformation Governance Board on February 24, 2022. The charter for the new organization, which was announced to the public by DHS Chief Alejandra Mayorkas on April 27, 2022, and slated to be headed by singing censor Nina Jankowitz, spoke to the agency's growing obsession with stopping MDM at home. DHS Disinformation Governance Board Charter, Section 1, Purpose. 
The purpose of the board is to support the department's efforts to address mis-, dis-, and malinformation, MDM, that threatens homeland security. Departmental components will lead on operational responses to MDM and their relevant mission spaces. All of this came out after news of the governance board inspired a public flip-out, leading Republican Senators Chuck Grassley of Iowa and Josh Hawley of Missouri to send the DHS formal demands for information. The documents the DHS produced showed CISA envisioned a deepening of its partnership with Twitter. On April 28th, the day after the governance board was announced, DHS Undersecretary Robert Silvers was scheduled to meet with Twitter Head of Policy Nick Pickles and Trust and Safety Chief Yoel Roth. A briefing memo prepared for Silvers by Jankowitz advised him to discuss operationalizing public-private partnerships between DHS and Twitter. Silvers was to line up Twitter's coordination with the new board and ask it to become involved in Disinformation Governance Board analytic exchanges. The creation of the Disinformation Governance Board represented a remarkable shift in focus, away from foreign threats and toward the domestic population. The MDM subcommittee had actually once been called the Countering Foreign Influence Task Force, CFITF. Throughout the period of the 2020 election, Twitter received large quantities of flags about tweets from the CFITF, Notices which appear in abundance in the hashtag Twitter files. These letters often originated from a regional American agency, like the Secretary of State's office in Colorado or Connecticut. This was odd behavior for an agency devoted to countering foreign threats. The subcommittee subsequently changed its name and, briefly, adopted a more openly domestic focus. Last June, the advisory board recommended that CISA should work with and provide support to external partners who identify emergent informational threats and find ways to mitigate false and misleading narratives. It also said CISA should fund and collaborate with partners to measure the impact of disinformation and mitigation and do proactive work like the pre-bunking emerging rumors. In a five-page memo of recommendations, the board listed a slew of aggressive ideas for combating MD at home, i.e. mis- and disinformation, that included reducing engagement by offenders. The tasks were enormous, advisors said. CISA should consider MD across the information ecosystem, including talk radio, cable news, mainstream media, and hyperpartisan media. Easterly responded by saying CISA will continue to work on ways to counter foreign influence operations and disinformation that threatens the integrity of the election infrastructure. She seemed to agree that the agency should work with academic researchers to measure the impact of their efforts. Meeting minutes from last year also showed the public furor over the DHS announcement of a disinformation governance board had MDM subcommittee members worried. They discussed delaying and toning down their June quarterly recommendations to the full CISA advisory board, with one passage suggesting members find a way to pre-socialize the existence of the subcommittee for key decision-makers. Part of the subcommittee's worry seemed to be that not many people knew what they were up to or that they even existed not in Congress, or even at DHS. The group worried about how to strategically approach MDM and the government in the current discourse. The current discourse was a reference to the Fuhrer over the Disinformation Governance Board, which by then was being likened to an Orwellian Ministry of Truth. After an outcry, Mayorkas had to pause its work and ask two top Washington lawyers, former DHS Secretary Mike Chertoff and former Deputy Attorney General Jimmy Gorlick, to weigh in on the legitimacy of the board. Within weeks, the lawyers issued an urgent interim finding. It's not needed. They then issued a final report in August, affirming the disinformation board should be abolished. 
The report said government should limit its involvement with social media companies. DHS, they concluded, can bring disinformation to the attention of social media companies, but it is for the platforms alone to determine whether any action is appropriate under their policies. Given the controversy over the Disinformation Governance Board, subcommittee members decided it would be better to jettison altogether a planned recommendation on privacy and social listening, which appeared to refer to the use of software that can proactively search out particular words or language. They worried this most sensitive recommendation could overshadow other recommendations posed by the committee. The decision this week by CISA to scrap the MDM committee, like last year's pause of the Governance Board, reflects political sensitivity to growing public concern over social media censorship. What changes would more press attention bring? Thanks for listening to the audio version of this article. For more, visit taibi.substack.com.